has for us this evening. Thank you. Welcome, amigos, <laughs> friends, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Community Baptist Temple. Home sweet home. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. This is my water. <laughs> Made in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> When I went to <clears throat> when I went to Mexico last uh, last year, I wouldn't drink the water. <laughs> they uh, they said, "Did you eat some of the food from the streets?" I said, "You crazy? <laughs> you crazy man?" I said, I, "I barely did it when I was over there. I went to Burger King, McDonald's." <laughs> If I did go, if I did go to the, the street vendors in Mexico, I, I went to the ones I knew. My wife asked me if I got my Spanish Bible. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> I know better. <laughs> the song that we were singing, <clears throat> We'll Never Grow Old. Yeah, amen. Yes, sir. I mean, think about it, we'll never grow old. I know some of you wear glasses. I wear glasses. This is my dollar glasses. And sometimes I know they're like crooked. And the kids look at me and say, your glasses are crooked. I, say, yeah, I don't care. I mean, I don't want them to be crooked now because then it's going to lose the attention. You're going to be looking at me and say, his glasses is crooked. And the message is going to go over your heads. It's a dollar glass, uh, glasses, so I'm sure they're crooked. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking this. Every time I get down like this, my glasses fall off. And I'm thinking, I'm going to get older, and I'm going to wear dentures. (laughs) And someday, I'm going to lose my hair. So every time I I stoop down, I got to go like this. So I'm hoping the rapture will happen before that. Because <laughs> I, work, I work with a guy who wears dentures, and he's always complaining about them. It's lettuce. It hurts. I'm thinking, oh, boy. He's got to go to Lordstown once a week to get those dentures adjusted. I don't know if it's true for you, whoever you wear, if you wear dentures, but it is for him. So I'm thinking, wow, that's rough. You know, I was thinking uh, when LeBron James won, there was a lot of people who were upset. I mean, it didn't bother me one way or the other. I'm not a basketball aficionado. But I I, I was thinking of this. You got to give him credit, though. He went for it, and he got it. Don't you wish, and I'm sure God wants this for us, that we were the same way as Christian people? That we would set a goal and go for it? 
that, that's why I, I was hoping he would win. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, how humble, how exalted he thinks he is. I, I don't. I don't know nothing about the man. But uh, I, I've set some goals, and I didn't reach them in my Christian life. I, I, I dropped the ball. So I, I was glad that he did that, that he, he went for something and he got it. And we as Christian people should do the same thing. Set certain goals in our life and, and, and go for it. Because that's what the Lord Jesus Christ wants for us. Very well. We start. I, before I start, I, I don't have a watch. Anybody have a $100 watch I can borrow? <laughs> I'm hoping he will forget. I'll take it home. And his mother say, Dean, where's your watch? He say, I don't know. And my wife will say, where'd you get this watch? I don't know. <laughs> That'll be mine. There used to be a, a clock over there, but it's not there anymore. But I'm thinking, it doesn't matter because I can't see what's this that far. And not even Superman can see that far. <laughs> this evening. Gee whiz. This evening, I'm going to be uh, uh, preaching from uh, Hebrews, and, and it's a well-known text to a lot of you. <clears throat> Maybe uh, <clears throat> some of you even uh, haven't memorized. It's from Hebrews 13.8. Hebrews 13.8. The Bible says this. Jesus Christ... The same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that he doesn't change. You and I change a lot. Like I said, when I went to Arizona last year, I went looking for my brother in uh, downtown L.A. And he was in the, uh, in the library. And I haven't seen... The old rascal for, I don't know, 15 years maybe, if not longer. And so <clears throat> I go inside the uh, library and I see a man sitting uh, on a chair. And I look and I said, uh, it, it looks like him. A little heavier, I mean, a couple of pounds. Hair a little bit longer, ponytail. I don't remember that. Mustache. It looks like him. But I, I don't know. Isn't that terrible? So I, I went over, <clears throat> and, and I sat down next to him. It, it, and his bag was right there, his backpack. So I sat down next to him, and he was reading a newspaper. And he, he looked at me because he had to take his backpack out of the way so I can sit. He went like this. And eye to eye, eye to eye, we seen each other. And he moved it, and he didn't say anything. I was like, um, maybe he's not my brother. Oops. <laughs> oh, I got up. I got up. <clears throat> as I, I saw, I walked. I kept looking at him. He just kept reading the paper. I kept looking at him. I said, man, he looks like my brother, but he doesn't even know who I am. I'm thinking, wow, I'm, I must have gotten pretty ugly. <laughs> so I started walking away, and I kept saying, Beto. As I walked, I just walked backwards, Beto. And then finally he looks back, he looks at me, and it's like, surprise, and I'm surprised. Oh, we change. 
outside, inside. Praise the Lord that He doesn't change. He's not, the, he's not like those gods we read about, the Greek gods, the Roman gods. Can you imagine if our Lord was that way? Praise the Lord, He's not. There would be no salvation for us. We have it one day, we don't have it another day. He would be compassion one time, he wouldn't be compassion the other time. He doesn't change. Never will change. And I, th- this evening, I want to talk five points about our God that he hasn't changed. Let's pray. Father in heaven, like Peter said, help thou, Lord. It can't be done without you. Bless your people. Bless our pastor. Help us to do your perfect will because you are our God that saved us. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, from uh, Hebrews 13.8. Do I need to take this out of the way, right? I would would imagine, okay. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. My, my, my first thing, I, I want you to notice this, and, and I, I want you to understand that our Lord Jesus Christ, our Father in heaven, he, he is still the God of all authority. I mean, I'm all authority. I'm not, I'm not just talking about some authority, few authority. I'm talking about all authority. He's in charge of everything. He's in charge of everything. The, the devil might think, that he, he is in charge of some things on this earth. But God lets him. Right. Amen. He, uses, he uses him as, as a pawn in, in that game that some of you like to play. Uh, what is it, chess? To accomplish his perfect will. Many times you and I think we are an authority. We're, we're the top dog. But I say this, Father... You, you walk against the, 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 the will of God. You, you, got, you walk against his word. And, and let's see how, how long you last. Let's see how long I last. When I start walking against that authority. Because sometimes we, 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 we think highly of ourselves. We, we think too highly of ourselves. And, and, and I guess like, like Pastor said one time. When somebody greets you and they don't say hi to you, he said, you know why? Because you think too highly of yourself. When you're walking down, you're working in your factory, and you say hi to somebody, and they don't say nothing to you, and you say, huh, I'll show them next time. They don't say nothing back to you. Is it because we think too highly of ourselves? Jesus Christ is the God of all authority. He hasn't lost that authority. He hasn't diminished his authority. He hasn't given it to somebody else. He says he will not share his glory with nobody. Absolutely nobody. He's still the God of all authority. The Bible says in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. And First Peter 3.22, he says, Who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God 
angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the God of all authority. You, you, you read the account of Nebo or King Neb. That's short for Nebuchadnezzar. That's a hard name to pronounce. What was wrong with the mama? <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar, it's time to eat lunch. It's over by the time you call that name out. <laughs> you imagine that? If she, had, if she had more than one kid, and one was Nebuchadnezzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Nebuchadnezzar, and not to mention the girls. King Neb thought he was the best in the world and became a beast in the wild. He thought he was in charge. Look at, look at what I've done. Look at what my hands done. I did it all. I did it all. I don't remember Frank Sinatra being down there. I did it my way. He thought he was in charge. God had to show him, no, you're not. You, no, you're not. I'm going to show you who is in charge. Herod thought he was worthy of divinity and became a worm's delight. You read the account of Herod, how he died. He got eaten by worms. Herod a la mode. <laughs> Minus the ice cream. Oh, he thought he was... He was top dog too. God had to show him, no, you're not. I'm still in charge of everything. Pharaoh thought he reigned supreme, and now he sings with the little mermaid under the sea. <laughs> you heard him. You know about Pharaoh. Oh, how proud he was when he says, Who is the Lord? Who is the Lord that I should listen to him and that I should obey the Lord? Who is the Lord? You know who he is, Pharaoh. Come on. Come on now. You know who he is. But then again, how many times have we done something to that effect? Not necessarily said, Who is the Lord? But we do understand, and we have read, and we know, and we're not ignorant of the Bible, the Word of God, and we don't want to go that way. Can it be that we are saying also, who is the Lord? I'm in charge. I'm the authority. Keep it up. Keep it up. And let's see how long this will last. The Pharisees we're trying to fight against the disciples. And I think it was Gamaliel comes over and says, Oh, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Lest you, you, you be fighting against the Lord. Be careful. Words of wisdom. Sometimes we might be going against what he wants us to do. Do you think you're going to win? Do, do I think I'm going to win? Who has defeated the Lord? Who has supreme over the Lord? Who has overcome the Lord? Nobody. He's the God of all authority. Yesterday, today, and forever. 
the God of all authority, is the Lord Jesus Christ. You, you read about Aaron's sons. Aaron's sons did offer strange fire. Their life did God soon require. We must approach God his way. His way. Not my way, not your way, but his way. The Bible way. Because many times, because we, we might be living in sin, and we say, well, the, the Lord hasn't chastised me yet. I, I, I must be okay. And I say this to you, and I say this to myself. Remember, the Lord is merciful. He's not like us. When we see wrong, we want to get to it right away. The Lord is very merciful to us. But sooner or later, that hand of chastisement will come upon you and upon me. He is the God of all authority. All authority. And he hasn't changed. Another thing that I want you to see is this. His affection for you has not changed. His affection for you has not changed. He still loves you. He still loves you. It hasn't diminished. It hasn't grown weaker. It's still the same. He still loves you. And perhaps there might be some people sitting here wondering, no, he doesn't love me. He loves you. He showed it, and he sent his only begotten son into this world. For God so loved the world, the Bible says. Why does he love me? Why does he love me? Am I that lovable? We're imperfect creatures. We, we, had our, we have our, our, our sinful bad habits. Maybe that nobody knows. We're, we're not perfect creatures. So, so be careful, brother and sister. Don't be looking at your brother and saying, look, look at what he's doing. Be careful about that. Because we are imperfect people. His affection for you has not changed. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, God is love. God is love. In Romans 5, 6, and 8, the Bible says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and I. Verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Sinful creatures that we are. And if you read Deuteronomy 7, 7 to 8, it says this. The Lord, talking to Israel, the Lord did not set his love upon you, nor shows you, because you were more in number than any people, for you were the fewest of all the people. And then verse 8 says, but because the Lord loved you, just because, just because, that's it. You mean that's it? That's it. Just because he wanted to love you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that he is the God of all authority and his affection for us has not changed. But you might be sitting here this evening and, and you have not, 
I repeat, you, you have not received that love that he's offering to you. You have not received it. You don't know nothing about that love. I'm telling you, according to the word of God, he loves you and he wants to see you saved and in heaven. He died for you. He was buried. He rose again three days later. I, I don't deserve it, you might say. We didn't either. He's offering it as a gift. He's offering eternal life for whosoever, for whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. The Bible says in, in the book of Thessalonians that they, 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 they perish because they receive not the love of the truth. And Jesus Christ said he is the way, the truth, and the life. If you're sitting here this evening and, and, and you don't know, you don't know, for 100% if you die tonight, you would go to heaven. The invitation is given. You should come up and, and one of the people here will lead you to the Lord Jesus Christ. That you should do it. Because I, I know what you're thinking. Not, not today, tomorrow. And that tomorrow will never come. It, it will never come. Never come. He loves you. I, I, I don't understand that love. I don't need to understand it. I just believe it. Accept it by faith. It passes all understanding in Christ Jesus. It's wide. It's deep. Broad. This love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive it. He ha it hasn't diminished for you, Christian. Because I know sometimes we, we, we feel that, that, that he doesn't love us anymore. No, he, he doesn't love me anymore. I say he still loves you the same way. He still loves you. Put aside those feelings and go by the word of God. Isn't that what the pastor says all the time? Amen. Put aside those feelings. Because we are creatures that go by feelings a lot. Whosoever, he said, whosoever. And I believe you are whosoever. And I'm a whosoever. The, the, the love of God changed Paul from a destroyer of the saints to a declarer of the Savior. The love of God changed Peter from a, a denier of Christ to a disciple of courage. It, it changed Thomas from a doubter of the resurrection to devoted to the risen Savior. They, they all died. What happened to them? Oh, they, 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 something happened to them, no doubt. It is the goodness of the Lord. It, it, it is the love of God, Paul said, that constrains me, compels me to go. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us and fill us with your love. The world needs to see that love. The Bible says, how do, how do they know in the, in, in the first century? Because the, the Christian people that meet, they love one another. They, they saw something different in those first century Christians. That they didn't have. Something was missing in their lives. Re remember. Remember. When you were without God. 
an alien from the, from the commonwealth of Israel, far removed. And then somebody, somebody, somebody came with the good news, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe at first you got mad, you got sad, then you got glad. The wonderful news of salvation. And many times, I don't know, I seem like we take it for granted. It's no big deal. He still loves you. I want you to know that. He still loves you. Another thing... Ay, ay, ay. According to this watch, it's 8 o'clock. Of all the people, it had to be you give me this kind of a watch. All I see is gears moving. His uh, affection for you has not changed. He's still the God of all authority. Number three, his attention towards you has not changed. It hasn't changed. His attention towards you has not changed. First Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Second Corinthians 1, 3 says, And the God of all comfort. Lamentation 3, 22 says, it, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion faileth not. He still demonstrates care, compassion, and comfort for you. The Bible says that he cares for the little birds. He cares for the little birds. When a little bird falls to the ground, the Lord Jesus Christ knows about it. He didn't die for the little bird. You're more valuable than a little bird. He died for you. He died for us. He cares for you. His attention is still on you. He hasn't gone to sleep. The Bible says that the God of Israel does not slumber or sleep. When, when, when you and I maybe get out of work and we sit down and our wife wants to talk to us, many times we, we, we fall asleep. Has it happened to you? And they're talking. You paying attention to me? Yeah. What did I say? You said you love me? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> we don't pay attention. When we went to the outing with a Spanish class in a, a foot wing, turkey foot, or <laughs> wing foot. I can't get them straight. There was a mother who took her little kids. I, well, it was many mothers, it was many little kids. But this one particular mother was the four-year-old kid. <clears throat> she was walking, he was walking, and all of a sudden... She took the attention of that little boy. Before we knew it, we heard screaming, yelling. And I'm sure you've been over there to that lake. There's like a pond that separates the big lake. A little pond, I I call it a pond. It's limey water. It's dirty water. It's nasty water. He fell close to the edge. But he's four years old, so he's falling. He can't get up. So the screams are going, and it takes a while for it to register in my peanut head. I hear the screaming, but Diego, 
Boom, takes off. I, 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 and, and me, I'm still in slow motion. I see him go. And then all of a sudden, Joaquin takes off. I'm still in slow motion. It didn't register until I don't know how many seconds later. It's like, oh, he's drowning. Of course, by the time I got there, I was out of breath. <laughs> Diego was the first to get there, and he slips in that mud. Wham, down he goes. I said, oh, man, I was too. But he got him out. He passed him to Joaquin, and Joaquin passed him to me. And I was thinking, there's two people in a swing, and they were swinging. They were swinging. And I said, a man and a woman. And I was thinking, they must be Twitter paid it. You know what that means, Twitter paid it? I said, they must be in love. Because I, I was like, how come you didn't go? You were closer. They didn't move. Nothing. Nothing. And I was thinking to myself, oh, well, love, it. love is blind. And it's also deaf. They didn't hear nothing. They didn't see nothing. So I just forget about it and went and took the little kid. washed him in water, took him home. Uh, the girls had some clothes and took him back and let the festivities start all over again. The mother took her eyes off that little boy for a couple of seconds. And I want you to know, <clears throat> the Bible says, Psalms 34, 15, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are open unto their cry. He never takes his eyes off of you. He's always looking at you. Man, he never takes his eyes off of you. You go this way. You go this way. I'm looking at you. Right? I'm looking at you. Nothing will surprise him. Nothing surprises him. Nothing. Because he's always looking at you. Because he's the God of all authority. Because he loves you. A sheep gets, gets lost, he, he goes to look for it. Isn't that what the Bible says? He looks for it and rejoices when he finds that lost sheep. Oh, yes, all his sons, all his daughters are going to make it home. His attention is on you. His affection for you has not changed. He's still the God of all authority. For he is, he is the God of much abundance. You, you can't deplete a storehouse. Lord, do you, have some, do you have a little bit of bread for me? I'm your servant. Just a little bit of bread. He's going to say, I just fed a whole bunch of brothers and sisters in Africa. It's gone. Don't you remember how he fed Elisha, who's a crow? Do you remember? Do you remember about the widows? One of them uh, had vessels for their oil, and it never ran out. Remember that? 
And he told them, just sell the rest and live on it. What an abundance. What an abundance that he has in the storehouse. He tells us in, in Malachi 3, if I will not open your windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I say that's overflowing. I say that's abundance. He has not seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. He has not. Job says he gives meat in abundance in Job 36, 31. David writes of the abundance of peace. Paul writes of the abundance of grace in Romans 5, 17. In 2 Corinthians 8, 2, we find the abundance of joy. And Peter writes of his abundant mercy in 1 Peter 1, 3. Again, I say, if you're here sitting and you haven't received this abundant mercy, Grace, what waitest thou for? What are you waiting for? Like the prodigal son who came home, that's how the Lord, our Father up in heaven, is waiting. Oh, he wants to save your soul so bad. That's too bad we don't feel that way about souls sometimes. Oh, I'm thinking about myself sometimes. Oh, Lord, give us that fire for those souls. Give us that fire for those souls. He came and died for us, didn't he? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He saved us. He redeemed us. We are born again, child of God. His abundant grace and mercy. Oh, what a storehouse. I think one brother here says, man, I, I, I hate to go to heaven. And, 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 and I'm in heaven, and I find that the Lord Jesus Christ tells me, he opens up a storehouse, he opens up a door, and he says, all this could have been you, yours, if you would have asked for. But you didn't. So, we have not because we ask not. No, I don't want to bother the Lord with that. No, I, no, I don't want to pray about that. It's for his sisters, brothers. It's for his glory. All he wants to answer those prayers. But it is for his glory. Because you will be turning cartwheels, jumping up and down when he answers those prayers. And you're going to be praising the Lord Jesus Christ for what he has done in your life. What he is still doing in your life. His abundance has not been depleted. He hasn't changed. He's still the God of much abundance. We should remember that. We should, we should never forget that. The Bible says in Psalms 50, 10, For every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle upon a thousand hills, everything is mine, he says. I know the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to me, said the God of heaven and earth. Everything is mine. So not only he hasn't changed in his much abundance, he has not changed in his affection for you 
His attention towards you. He's still the God of all authority. And the last one is this. He's still the God of great accomplishments. He's still the God of great accomplishments. He created heaven and earth in Genesis 1.1. He created man in his own image, Genesis 1.27. He devised the Red Sea in Exodus 14.21. The walls of Jericho fell down in Joshua 6.20. And I've seen another miracle in Joshua. The men of war were told not to say a word. Nothing. Don't, don't say nothing. Don't shout. Don't do nothing. Say, Joshua, until I tell you to. And they were quiet for, six, for seven days. I said, wow, that's a miracle. They were quiet. They were, they were not supposed to say nothing. Then I figured, then I looked. I looked at them over careful. I said, oh, it was only the men of war. That's why. Oof. I want to go out this way. We read in Luke 2.7 of the only begotten Son of God born into this world. 1 Peter 2.24 He bare our sins in His own body on the tree. And then, and then, Matthew 28.8 He rose from the grave. What an accomplishment. I say, who has done it? Who has done it? Oh, fell down. Who has done it? Who has conquered death? But our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has conquered death? But the Lord Jesus Christ. Houdini said he was going to come back. Houdini says, I'll come back. Houdini, no, you're not coming back, Houdini. You can't do it, Houdini. And how many people thought they would come back from the dead? What an accomplishment. And then look around you. Look at all the redeem of the Lord. What an accomplishment. What an accomplishment. At one time, maybe we were drunkards, drugs users, thieves and liars, sheets, fornicators. But you have been washed. You have been clean. Now we can serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Before we couldn't. What an accomplishment he has done here. And it's not over yet. We have a church that needs to be renovated. A building that needs to be renovated. Don't forget, he's the God of great abundance. Remember, brothers and sisters, he's the God of great abundance. The government is not going to help us to renovate, and we don't want the government to help us to renovate. It is the people of God, the redeem of the Lord, who are going to provide their tithes and their offerings. It's like one pastor said, every time the membership of the church goes up, and if, and if, I know we used to put the tithe here and we would see it. And, and he would say, every time the membership goes up, that should go up. It should. Brothers and sisters, I need to close.
Just remember this. He is the God of all authority. He is a God whose affection for you has not changed. His attention for you has not changed. He's the God of much abundance, and he's still the God of great accomplishments. I don't know what you lack as a Christian. I don't know what you lack. I don't know what's going on in your life. I'm not with you 24-7, but just remember, the Lord knows your heart. He knows your need. He knows where you stand, where you sit. He knows you're getting up and you're going down. You're leaving and you're coming. He knows everything about you and me. Like I tell the Spanish folks, the altars are open. Pastor Stephen says so. You don't have to wait for the music. But we will have music. She plays, Mrs. Smith. Let us stand. Close your eyes. Bow your heads. He is a good God. He's always good. Maybe you might want to come forward for the first time for salvation. You have never received Christ as your Savior. I think today, I think right now would be a perfect time. Maybe you just want to come forward to, to praise the Lord, to thank the Lord for His goodness, for His mercy endures forever. Yes, He is the God of abundance. Yes, He is the God of all authority. Yes, He still loves you. He still putting your attention, his attention on you. He's still the God of great accomplishments. Oh, people of God, let us praise the Lord because he is our God.